are listening to the Soul Fire Inspiration Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Webby. If you're joining in for the first time, then here's a little about me. I'm a child of God, a husband and father. I get to spend my time creating content that is aimed at encouraging and inspiring you to live intentionally and purposefully. I do this through music, through this podcast, through videos, and also through written content. And if you'd like to check out those resources, you're welcome to go to the link that is in the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. Speaking of episode, today's is about dreams and how they point us in the direction of purpose. This is relevant for you whether you seem to have a pretty good sense of direction with where your life is heading, or if you're trying to figure out where your life is supposed to be heading in the first place. The key thought that I want to leave with you today is that dreams are God's way of guiding people into meaningful existence. So let's jump into seeing how this is true. There are two definitions that I've come across that describe what a dream is. So the first one is, dreams are images, sensations, or series of thoughts that occur during one's sleep. The second one is that a dream is an aspiration, ambition, or ideal. This second definition is where we're going to camp for the remainder of our reflection. Examples of this definition are like if you have a desire or a want or you feel the pull to start a business or to achieve some type of milestone or go to a new level in an aspect of your life. You know, you could say that that's your dream or desire. Desire. We'll come back to that word a little bit later on. At this point, I want to ask you a question. What do you dream about? What image of yourself, your family, your work, or relationships do you see when you close your eyes? You know, that can also be referred to as vision. Now, following the thoughts around vision comes the whole discussion about the significance of vision boards and so on, but we're going to keep it granular and stick with the whole idea about dreams and why they're significant. So we're just going to stay with that train of thought. You've heard this question before, for sure. And I think it helps to bring perspective in a great way. And it's this. What would you do if money wasn't a problem? Hmm. This question has also been asked in a different way. If you had all the money you needed to live comfortably, would you still do what you're currently doing? Or would you leave that to finally go do what you've always wanted to do? (laughs) That's a very interesting question because... It sets the stage for introspection. Now, the reason I mention money is because we all need it to be able to afford the expense of life, (laughs) to put that simply. And the struggles around that are a whole other podcast episode for another day, for sure. Anyway, so it's possible that you may be doing what you do today because through the compensation that you get, you can meet yours or others' financial obligations, if you have dependents, for example. The flip side of that is that you may also be in the place of being able to do what tugs at your heart, or in other words, what you feel in your bones that you were made to do, that thing that you wouldn't feel fulfilled if you weren't doing, that fire in your soul. However, the main struggle with it could be that it may not be making you as much money. So it doesn't 
quite come with financial security, for example. Your provision comes miraculously. <laughs> Yours is a daily experience of walking by faith. If that's you, you know, stay strong. <laughs> you may also be in the place of doing something that you love or are passionate about and have been able to not only make a great contribution to society by doing so, but you've also been able to find stability for yourself. You may even be creating stability for those who are attached to what you're doing, whether through employment or provision to meet needs. In fact, right here, let me say, well done. The desire of every human being is to live a fulfilling life and to have access. Access to things like information, opportunities, resources, security, and so on. The reason why people work so hard to make money is because money is the medium that affords access. Money isn't, it isn't the end goal. It's, it's really just a means to an end. No one wants money just for the sake of having it. You've never had anyone who just wants to hold $100 in their hands, just, you know, to have $100 in their hands. It's always about what $100 can give them access to. Here's where we come back to the significance of the word desire, which I mentioned a little earlier on, if you remember. So let's look at a scripture that helps to make sense of what it is in the context of today's reflection. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. That's Psalms 37 verse 4. That's Psalms chapter 37 verse 4. And I'm, I've read that out, out of the NLT version. Okay, let's break this down. There are two revelations from the text in this scripture. The first is about worship. Yeah, I know. You probably thought that worship is just about songs that are sung or a feeling you get when you're singing the said songs, but not so. It's about who or what is most important to you. And you do very well to remember that. You'll find that this is where most of your energy and attention is directed. Worship is simply esteeming something above all else. Whatever you worship, that is what's most important to you, in other words, okay? The second revelation is about desires. The things you dream about or desire are God's way of prompting you to pursue his purpose for your life. So it's not just some happenstance. <laughs> it's not just a coincidence or some occasion that you happen to want one thing and not the other. Now the thing is, it doesn't look that deep or spiritual on the surface. It looks just like something you can't shake off. But below the surface, it's really a lot more than that. It's about a lot more than that. So why isn't it obvious from the get-go? Well... That's because it requires a process to develop and unfold. That includes your ability to identify what you're about. So here's the thing, um, just to help paint the picture in your mind. When a child is born, the child is already born with what they're going to do on this earth. They're already fashioned, they're already gifted, they're already um, equipped for who they're going to be. But obviously, they cannot be all of those things in their infant stage of life. They can't even be all of those things in their teenage stage of life. It's all process. It's all development. It's all growth. It's all a journey that leads to the fulfillment of why they're here, what they're created to do. So I hope that helps to make 
everything settle about in your mind, okay? But there's something else that I'd like to shed some light on, and it's this. And he will give you the desires of your heart. That's the last part of that scripture in Psalms 37 verse 4. And what it means is that God will enable you to do what he created you for, first by giving you the ability to identify it, you know, you become a, you become aware of what it is that you're passionate about or what it is that you want to accomplish. And then the power to accomplish it. In other words, God gives you the power to accomplish it as that is what pleases him. That's the reason why he gives you the power to accomplish a specific thing is because that's what will, that's what will bring him glory. That's what will bring him pleasure to see you do that. You know, there's no manufacturer who creates a thing and then kind of hopes it will do what he created it to do. In other words, a manufacturer does not create a product for it to go and accomplish something else, for it to go and do something else. You don't have a TV remote that lights up your gas cooker. That would be it being out of purpose completely, like it's malfunctioning, in other words. Now, here's an interesting thing. I always thought that this scripture meant that I could come to God, say wonderful things to him, and then finally present the picture of that Mercedes-Benz GLS 450 that I've been coveting, <laughs> or the iPhone 12, or to sell a million digital copies of my album, and then ask him to pretty please let me have those. But I've learned through this revelation that while I can still ask for whatever, in my view, would improve the quality of my life, I was made for much more than just my own satisfaction. And this is really where the rubber meets the road. You and I were created with a capacity to desire what pleases God and to care about the things he cares about. So it's about more than just me. It's more than just about you. Your gifts are given to you like a seed so that you turn them into value that impacts people positively and makes their lives better. That's essentially what is meant by loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Whatever it is you'd want for yourself, make that available or make that possible for someone else. That's one way of communicating love, but that's a whole other conversation. But I hope it makes sense because I think it ties in very perfectly um, and very closely to this, to what I'm sharing with you today. So you're supposed to impact people's lives positively, making it better, whether directly or indirectly, making people's lives better indirectly or indirectly. There's, there's something that you have that you can give. There's something that if you give, it translates into, into good, into benefit, into profit, if you like, for someone else, okay? The desire of your heart is to be rich in the things that matter. So as a bonus, you may have material wealth or the access to it. You know, there's a different scripture. Um, you find that in John chapter 15, verse 7, it says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. Again, this is another scripture that I thought, you know, I can spend a bit of time, you know, doing the religious thing, reading my Bible, making sure I've read it every day, making sure I've spent some time praying, you know, possibly making sure I've, I've listened to a worship song and then just come to God with this long list of things that I want him to give me. And yes, there's nothing wrong with me doing so. In fact, the Bible says in a different scripture, whatsoever we ask in prayer, if we believe that we have received them, then it shall be ours. That's Mark eleven twenty four. That's my favorite scripture, by the way. 
And so God makes allowance, God makes room for me to come and ask for the things that I desire, whatever they may be, material things, you know, immaterial things, whatever it is, because God is not limited in the way that I am limited. But I'm finding that as I meditate or as I reflect on the things that I'm sharing with you on, you know, on these scriptures and, and what they mean, what the meaning is behind the text, is that God is more concerned about us asking for things that enable us to accomplish what he created us to do for the benefit of others or for the benefit of the accomplishment of that purpose, whatever that is, okay? Whether directly or indirectly impacting people's lives and changing those lives in one way or another. The idea is that we're meant to be a funnel. So God has deposited something in you. You're supposed to multiply that and then you're supposed to First of all, you know, utilize it in a way to bring him glory as worship. You're worshiping God through the use of your gifts and your talents. But you're meant to love and serve others by creating value that changes or impacts their lives positively. So if I ask for something that is in line with God's intention for my life, if I ask for God to give me the ability to say, for example, extend resources to someone who doesn't have those resources, then John chapter 15 verse 7 comes into play. If I ask God for something according to his wishes, according to his desire, according to his purpose, according to his plan for me, he will make that very quickly available to me because at the end of the day, it is for his glory and also to leave a positive impact, to make my society better. Okay, to make my neighborhood better or to make my relationship with someone else better, whatever that means, or however that plays out in the context of your specific situation. And in the process of doing so, then I become rich in the things that matter. What are the things that matter? Righteousness, living a life that is right, or rather living a right life, the kind of life that pleases God and that leaves a positive impact where God placed me through the use of the gifts and the equipment that God has given me by which I make that positive impact. I hope this makes sense to you. I hope this adds value to you. I hope this encourages you. I hope it also causes you to see that God is working in your life and moving to cause you to be more and more um more in tune with what it is that he has designed for you and for the life that he has planned for you and that you begin to see the dreams or the desires of your heart as a way through which God is communicating with you to show you what he wants you to do. So, God bless you. I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Before I leave you, please let me remind you to check the link in the description of wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast episode click that go check out my other resources and of course if you'd like to reach me you could always send me a message if you're listening to this on anchor if you're listening to this anywhere else then you could always email me as well on podcast at soulfireinspiration.com and while you're here please don't forget to subscribe to this channel i'll catch you on the next one wherever it is that you're found whatever it is that you're doing please remember to be love goodbye